Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 50 of the Drop Bear Gaming podcast. Um, we've got the usual lineup tonight as well as an extra special guest. Well, a guest. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Matt in my left ear. How are you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Outside. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Probably a bit confused and scared, but otherwise I'm all right. Like a deer in headlights. Look, yeah. Press record. <laughs> and the guest that I uh, I alluded to at the beginning, Al, how are you? Oh, yeah, you know. Oh, cool. Excited. <laughs> He's no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, we just moved to Melbourne, so I'm freezing my ass off. Yes, yes, apparently that happens. Loving it. Oh, good. <laughs> and Al, give us a quick introduction to yourself. I I'd, I'd probably wouldn't do you justice as uh, you are somebody who doesn't need an introduction, as they say. I don't really understand what that means, but um, let us know. All right, well, I'm just a random hobo they put off the street and went, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, do I get free booze? <laughs> So someone pulled you off on the street. <laughs> yeah, it was Matt. And mm-hmm. three booze. <laughs> Is that what happens uh, in Melbourne nowadays? Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? All the time. Awesome. Just have to be pretty. All right. So that was the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Wow. All right. Um, I'm... Would you like me to talk? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am the editor of The Geek Next Door, which is tgeekndeed.com, um, and avid reviewer of video games. That's pretty much it. Cool. There you go. He's yeah. also an avid guy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm all right. <laughs> so, as we said, it is episode 50. Um, we did ask for numerous people to uh, you know show up, give us a shout-out, say good day, but no one wanted to. And I kind of... <laughs> Because even myself, I sometimes fear putting my fingerprints on this train wreck. But everyone else has the option. So, you know, that's fine. I understand that. No love lost. Now I feel cheap. No love gained. (laughs) (laughs) So we've had 50 episodes, which is kind of a bit amazing to myself. Uh, Matt and I were talking about it earlier. And 50 episodes in a podcast doesn't particularly seem all that much. Not that we've always been on every episode, but, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's an interesting kind of ride. 50 episodes I never thought we'd get to. Um, Matt, yourself? Yeah, (laughs) no. Based on the quality alone. Yeah, I know, right? I thought we would have been picked up by NBC by now. Yeah, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Wait. Oh, no, that's right. We shit. (laughs) They're like, yeah, those dudes are legit. Mm. <laughs> and Susie, do you remember which episode it was that you came on as a guest? Uh, was it like episode 8 or 13 or something? It was pretty early on, yeah. Yeah. As I said before, and it was a real admission, I can't remember much before about 38 or 40, so... <laughs> around about that number. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a good ride, I think, since then. It's been good fun. Oh, I've, I, um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> That's probably the one word that that does spring to mind. I think when I think about it, I think we've had some really awesome episodes. I think we've had some okay episodes. Um, oh, I think just critics. Um, there have been times that it's just been a mat monologue, and. <laughs> Hey, we've all had our monologues. Nobody I really have a monologue. Said... This is my first monologue in a long time. Well, you nearly died. Settle down. Shush. Um... Yeah, just because you nearly died doesn't mean you get a monologue. Oh. <laughs> I won't just... plan what I was going to plan then. Damn. <laughs> just kidding. You can have as many monologues as you've got left in you. Oh, oh fuck. I'm just kidding, Susie. You know I love you. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and surprisingly enough, I know it does sound a little off rail, but we do have an agenda as always, and that still surprises me that we bother. But <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess uh, the as a bit of a, a blast from the past. Um, because we did say a while ago that we wouldn't ask what people are playing, but we always do. Um, let's go back to those days. <laughs> Special effects podcast. We literally do that every fucking show. What <laughs> 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 has everyone been playing, Matt? Start. Oh, I've been playing games. Uh, Mafia Two was free on um, is free on PlayStation Plus, so uh, I platinum that. Got the platinum trophy. Why not? You're all the collectibles are Playboy centerfolds. So you know, I'm a lonely guy. <laughs> no, like for high definition scans of the actual Playboy centerfolds from like the 50s and 60s. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, boobs. Jumped on the internet, dude. Boobs <laughs> of all shapes and sizes. One word, Google. Yeah, but you don't get to play a, <laughs> a game with poor controls. True. Yeah, Google's controls are pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Mafia Two, I've been playing that. That's fairly old. It's actually, I, f- I feel like that game was underrated. Have any of you guys I played? I liked it? it. Yeah, I I bought it um, when the floods happened in Brisbane a couple of years ago uh, because my office was shut and I needed a game to play. So mm, I a, think I what a damage sale. <laughs> it was the only shop open. Um, <laughs> so it? um. Nothing will keep EB down. No, they were still trading and saving right up until five o'clock. The houses could have been underwater, but hey. Um, got to do what you got to do. I had to throw that in there. Um, yeah, I played it, I think, for about half an hour, and then I probably went back to Battlefield for the next three days. So, <laughs> But I enjoyed it. It was. It you enjoyed that first half an hour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember driving somewhere and and seeing people mother? stuff. Oh yeah, his mother. Yeah, that's the yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and you play through um, a section in Sicily at the beginning. That's it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because I think um, a lot of people. I mean, unless you are a history nut, you probably don't realise the impact of Sicily in the Second World War. So I thought that was actually pretty cool to see that in a game that wasn't really a war game. So very good. Mm, yeah, it, um, it turns into a, like a bit of a Grand Theft Auto clone after that. Mm. But it's not too bad. 
The controls, I mean, to be fair, the controls in GTA are fucking shit. So you can't really bitch about Mafia's controls, I guess. They're about the same, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, everyone, GTA is obviously lauded as like one of the best games or best series of games. But to be fair, the controls are fucking pretty shit. Like shooting and, <laughs> shooting and stuff like that. <laughs> Harsh, dude. Not well, fair. it's it's the story it? and the world that people are into. It's not the fucking like. And then so they look past the fact that the controls suck, dick. Yeah. Wow. Um, Maybe we can look forward to that in the next PlayStation. <laughs> well, no. Apparently, GTA Five has got pretty good. Con- like they've redone all the shooting mechanics and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, it doesn't fucking suck because that's the same thing with Red Dead Redemption getting sidetracked that game's controls every time i try to go back and play it i'm just like fuck this i'm trying to get on my fucking i'm trying to get my horse to do a u-turn motherfuckers running off cliffs and shit you're just retarded you know why because horses don't have a handbrake yeah well, maybe they should maybe they should wow. i don't have any issues playing red dead redemption certainly not with you know having horses with no handbrakes sexy horses no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what if they had a handbrake? Then you could ride stick. <laughs> I set him up, you knock him down. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, um, playing Mafia other games. 2. Yeah, what else? Yeah, no, no, Mafia 2 is whatever. That was good. That was decent. I mean, I wouldn't have got the fucking platinum trophy if it was t- completely terrible. Um, Darksiders 2, I bought that on the PSN because I played it for the review on Xbox 360 and then I never went back to it and I missed all, a large majority of the side quests and stuff like that so I always wanted to go back to it because I really like it. I'm not so, such a fan of the first one but the second one really grabbed me. Huh. But playing it on the PS3, it feels like like this. the graphics are a bit janky. So What? what? Janky? Janky, like it's like not smooth when you're turning and stuff like that and texture popping that? and stuff like that. <laughs> J-A-N-K-Y. Wow. Yeah. Urban your... Dictionary. It... Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Urban Dictionary. It says things that don't control very good and stuff. <laughs> no, janky is actually a word. Dictionary.com defines it as inferior, messed up, bad. Sorry well, that my room go. is so janky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that my junk is so janky. <laughs> janky panky. Exactly. So, but yeah, I don't know if that's that was an issue on the 360 and I just didn't fucking notice it or what. Because you probably expected it from the 360 at the time. <laughs> I've played a lot of fucking decent games since then, so maybe my standards have just gone up. But um, yeah, Dark Souls 2. I've been playing that. Whatever. Tales of ex, Tales of Exilia, or Zilia, or whatever the fuck it's called, JRPG. If you like JRPGs, you should get that. That game looks gorgeous. The Japanese Absolutely. even have an X in their <laughs> yeah, that's weird, <laughs> in eh? language. I don't well, they think must, because that... they've got Tales of Zilia 2 over there at the moment. Wow, that would be taken, confusing. It's taken two years for this game to be localised for English peoples, English-speaking peoples, so... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's been easier if we all learn Japanese, eh? Yes. Thought so. Right. So yeah, Tales of Zillia. I haven't played that much of it yet. Um, what I have been playing a fuckload of is what I mentioned last on the last podcast, Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD on the Vita. 
which is the same Pixel Junk Monsters from the PSP and the PSN version, except it's now on the Vita, and it's still fucking awesome, Tower Defense. One of the best Tower Defense games I've ever played. So, yeah. And I also got my iPad. I've been playing the games which you heard about last week. All right, sounds good. <laughs> well, uh, Susie, have you been playing anything? Uh, I have. Cool. Um, I, yeah. Um, actually, I have a terrible, terrible confession to make. I, um, yeah. Um, after a really long time away, I don't know why I went back, but I did. And I started playing Candy Crush again. Uh, uh, I know. I know. And it's... Uh, 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 so. At least got the eject button. <laughs> do you feel dirty? I do. I felt really awful. And I was sitting there playing it earlier today. It was... I was just bored earlier today. So I thought, oh, I'll just, you know... Play something boring. Yeah. And, <laughs> um... <laughs> and I, do, I actually, I'm really quite disgusted with myself. So, um... I'm hoping it's just a phase and that it will pass soon enough. And um, other than that, I went back and played a bit of Battlefield 3 on the weekend, which I hadn't played in, I think, six months. Wow, it's funny. You know, I had um, Battlefield on the uh, PC. Excuse me, everybody. Um, And I tried to log in about maybe six months ago or maybe a bit more um, and my account had been hacked and I don't own that game anymore and I, I have tried so hard to contact somebody to tell them that motherfuckers are stealing my shit and I can't I can't get in contact with anybody I've emailed, I tried to wait in line for god knows fucking what and I never got anywhere so I'm very disappointed Um yeah, Origin obviously doesn't like me, so I don't like it. It's fine. It's mutual. It's all good. What, your Origin your origin account got hacked? It must have, yeah, because I can still log into it and everything's fine, but I don't have Battlefield there anymore. And every time I try to use the code, it says the code's been used before. Too bad. So sad. So I can't do anything about it because I not, can't contact anyone. You sure you don't have two Origin accounts? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, you've been dirty. You're sad. Hmm. Anything else? Um, no, that's pretty much it. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we did give you ample time to think about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Al, um, reviewing, is there anything that you've played recently? Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so I started playing Pikmin the other day because we got a copy of Pikmin, which we weren't kind of expecting as such. Bit of Wii U action. Yeah, a bit of Wii U action. So I finally, after, what's it been, 10 months since I bought the thing, I finally it booted on. it up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I finally went, okay, well, maybe now's a good time to actually turn it on for longer than 10 minutes and actually use it. Um. It's a pretty game. Uh, the controls are a bit frustrating. Um, I kind of, maybe in between that and playing Dynasty Warriors 8, started playing 
Call of Duty again. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which, wow. Uh, Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2. Uh, so I feel a little bit dirty, like a 14-year-old troll or something. Just because, Why? Like, well, <laughs> everyone has this, like, such a negative perception around Call of Duty players because they don't spend the time to actually play Call of Duty. They just expect that everyone's going to be 14-year-olds stuck in mum's basement. Oh, balls, balls, balls. Without actually <laughs> bag, listening. Fuck yeah, you. without actually listening to a lot of the games. Like, a lot of the stuff, especially now that um, that it's been cracked down on, like, the offensive emblems and stuff like that, people are actually being removed from those servers. Yeah. And I've seen that firsthand. Like, because I'm one of those people. Because <laughs> you got kicked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's usually for killing my own teammates in uh, in hardcore. That's not my fault. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my little trick as well. <laughs> hmm. Well, when you but, is hardcore, you is hardcore. You hardcore motherfucker. That's right. Everyone needs to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, they learn. I didn't shoot you. You ran into my bullets. Exactly, idiot. But you know, the thing is, I even playing Battlefield last weekend, my friend got shot, and then I saw this guy teabag him. So I shot him. <laughs> like, I mean, it's this. I, I get what you mean about the whole stereotyping thing, and I'm sort of the same. You know, when people say, "Oh, what do you play?" and it's like, I play, <laughs> you know, because I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. Grumpy old smoker. <laughs> I'm terrified that that people are like, "Oh, you play Call of Duty? Oh, you suck!" Like, what? <laughs> hmm. There is that. There is that. I guess reputation. Like, or you get that message. I've I've received that message online that says, "Go back to COD," and it's like, what? You know, the funny thing is, I got one of those messages whilst I was playing COD. With somebody who was in the same session with me, go back to playing COD wanker, and I was like, I'm going to just okay. actually reply to this guy for once, which I usually don't do. I I don't really like feeding the trolls because I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just like wrote back saying, you know, that's funny. We're both in the same game of COD. <laughs> I'm like, holy that. shit! I thought this was Peggle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's called like getting COD slapped. <laughs> That was fucking terrible. Oh, come on. Give me points. <laughs> no. Just feed me a little bit. Whatever. Hungry, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a conversation troll. <laughs> oh, really? I've only, old we've only troll. done 50 episodes of this fucking shit, and we haven't realized that already. <laughs> it's only because I can't spell. Because people keep fucking with my keyboard, so I don't do it online. Oh, yeah. leave the keyboard alone. Stop trolling I the can't. keyboard. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's right, then. <laughs> Carry on. So, yeah, Al, games. Games? Uh, didn't we just go through that? Oh, we're done. We're <laughs> done. It. We're done All talking right, about Call of Duty. We're done. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, that's episode 50. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Hang on, I didn't do my game. So <laughs> yeah, I played a game. A chance. I know. Oh. Give me a chance, man. No. Just, just one chance. Um, I've been playing uh, Need for Speed on uh, the PlayStation, which has been which kind one? of fun. Most wanted. Uh, the, yeah, most wanted one. Ah. The free one this month. It's been kind of all right. Like I was saying to Matt before, he, he brought over, um, uh, what was it called? Um uh, Far Cry 3 that's what it's called and um, yeah so 
I played through the first part of it on the PC twice, and now I've got it on the PlayStation. I just really want to play it, but I don't want to go through playing the first bit again because I'm just so bored with it. I don't want to do it. And, yeah, so I will be playing that hopefully soon. I've put it in like five times and just haven't played it. Um, played, uh, what's that other one? Uh, when Trolls Attack, I think it is, um, which is just a little fun one. Uh, played that Vikings Attack. That's it. That's the one. Uh, played that with the kids a couple of times, and they, they find that fun kind of uh, a little bit challenging and I get to try and help them out sometimes and sometimes we you know fight against each other and it's kind of cool um, my son's been playing a hell of a lot of um, the AFL live old school mm-hmm. um, yeah he's been loving it so uh, he's been playing that and I've, I've jumped in a couple of times and helped him out and just mucked around and had a few games against him too which has been pretty good um, that game was fun yeah, it was fun. Like, it's really, talking about shitty controls, it's one of the fucking worst, but you can't yeah, map for that. For an AFL game. game, yeah. It's hard to map that. There's so much going on and all that kind of shit, so I, I kind of have to forgive that. Um, what else? Um, that's probably it on the uh, on the consoles, but, uh, yeah, I did also see that, is it um, Crackdown is now the gold game of the month or whatever? Yeah. For the two yep. weeks, yeah. So for I got another that. two days. Yeah, haven't uh, haven't played it, but might be all right. Um, and the others have just been iOS games. Um, I played yesterday, the other day on the iPad. That was really good fun. Um, pretty crazy story, but a an okay, you know, uh, adventure kind of game, I suppose. Um, nothing really out of the ordinary, but it was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. You played it yesterday, the other day? It, yeah, I know. Blew my mind too, because when I was on the day playing it, it was today, and I was saying it was yesterday. And then every day I played it, I thought it was today, but it was yesterday. Jeez. And I know. Yeah, I was like <laughs> stuck in a time warp. So who's on first? Seven. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Seven of nine? Seven of nine? <laughs> it clears it all up. <laughs> All right, so that was our blast from the past, the question that we never ask. Um, oh, sweet. <laughs> some rap style, freestyle up in here. <laughs> so let's get on with um, you know, maybe a few small topics of the week. Um, I've got a question that I want to put to everybody a little bit later, uh, but as a bit of a, a, a discussion point, but um, there's been a few... You know, newsy type items. We don't really like talking about news because it can take weeks before the podcast actually gets put out. What the um, fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> That's nothing. my favourite thing about the 50 episodes. The massive month-long, month-plus-long <laughs> spaces between episodes. <laughs> yes. And sometimes the take two where we have to record a small one because it's been way too long. And then it's like, hey, it's episode 36. We haven't done one for a long time. 37's coming soon, thanks. The title is called, like, <laughs> We're Back or Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so anyway, um, something that caught my eye today that uh, I, I read on a web thing on the internet, um, that the Xbox One was, or Microsoft was mucking around with the, um, the ability to put smell into 
what they were going to put into their controller. Um, but I read something about this years well, ago. Well, DRM totally stinks. Uh, uh, oh, snap. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was off, <laughs> off the cuff too. <laughs> so anyway, I read about this years ago in a tech magazine and they were, they were talking about, uh, I think it was MIT or one of the big uh, you know, universities in the world had tried to basically take every smell that is known to man and <laughs> try and categorise it, basically. And what they were able to do was break it down to six, I think it was six, main smells. And different combinations of those six smells created the majority of smells that people can smell, right. which I thought was pretty fucking amazing. And what they were trying to do was to put it into PC technology so that you could create an environment with a smell and you know, be totally engrossed in whatever you're doing, right? Which I thought was pretty fucking amazing back then. Some smells are pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, wouldn't that have been around the time that there was that big kerfuffle around coffee time? Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be smelling nothing but Ajax out of my PC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Leave the jokes oh. to us, man. We suck at them enough. <laughs> like uh, rotting meat or something. Yeah, imagine that. Like the oh. rank shit that you could do. Imagine playing, playing like a horror game where you can smell corpses. Mm. Or a zombie game where you can smell corpses. <laughs> or a corpse oh. game where you can smell. Well, when you think about like games like Battlefield and Call of Duty, imagine if you could smell that. You'd be smelling sweat. It'd be like a music festival. It'd be sweat. <laughs> it'd be um, blood. Um, there'd be, well, there'd be rotting flesh as well. So you'd. That's my kind of music festival. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'd be pretty wow. disgusting. Actually, you'd have the smell of like gunpowder and the smoke from the grenade. Yeah, that'd be fucked. It'd be kind of interesting though. Like, it's not going to be a smoke that fills the room, but it'll be a light scent that you'll get of an environment. Someone I'd walks think in. Think that I'd fucking burnt something in the kitchen and like, <laughs> like shit, and <laughs> just smell burning flesh. Someone walks in and goes, "What game are you playing?" And they just smell burning flesh. You're like, uh... no games. <laughs> this is just a normal Friday night. Yeah, that's right. I'm barbecuing hands. <laughs> Smells like people. <laughs> God. <laughs> So anyway, I, I thought that this was kind of interesting years ago. Um, you guys have kind of wrecked it for me now. Oh, yeah, Hi. it was interesting years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that this was kind of an interesting concept and it, it leads me to the question I'll ask later. All right, so I needed to bring that one up first. But... Oh, sweet segue. Yeah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want me to pose it now. Do you want me to do it now, right in the middle? Yeah, sure. It's All a right. conversational podcast. It is. So anyway, the thought that I had today was, you know, with things like this, um, you know, if we think back to when the 360 and the PlayStation 3 were first, you know, brought out onto the markets, no one really expected what was going to happen. You know, I mean, they came out as very fairly basic machinery, hardware type things. Um, now they've evolved into something that contains 
music, um, videos, fucking um, every gaming thing that you can want and think of, uh, as well as peripherals, you know, like Connect and the iCam and the bloody stupid wand things and all that kind the of shit. The iCam. Isn't that what it's called? No. The eye? <laughs> is it just called the eye? Or is that I, just what's in London? Are we talking about the PS3 thing? The eye toy? Yeah, that's it. The toy one. Yeah. So it's pretty toy, but anyway. Um, so we've got all this shit now, and it's a pretty fundamental part of most people's entertainment units, I suppose, in most houses. Um, so now that the new ones are coming out, what do you think is going to possibly happen over the next 10 years while these are sitting in everyone's houses? What kind of shit could we possibly see from these things? Because they've already got most of the shit that they're talking about that they're, they're trying to do. That's a standard piece on most of what we currently have. So they're going to have to move to somewhere, and that's why the smell-o-vision thing I thought was kind of a bit you know, out there because it's an extra sensory kind of thing that we don't currently have, which could be a possible future thing. So it kind of got me thinking. I was thinking maybe, you know, like proper virtual reality where something like smell-o-vision type thing would come into it. Um, so maybe holograms, do you think that could be a possibility? Or you know, what do you think mind-blowingly could come from the next generation? I'm waiting on the Oculus Rift, personally. Um, they've already said that there's potential for the Oculus Rift to be able to work with the next-gen consoles. So if you could imagine, instead of using it with your PC, having it integrated with your Xbox One or X-Bone um, or with your PS4 would be freaking amazing. Can you imagine playing something like Call of Duty 4 with an Oculus Rift? No. Well, there's already no, the, um, no. the Sony personal 3D viewer thing, but that's like a 1000 bucks. You heard yeah, of that? Who wants to pay that much? You know, but it's like a 3D display <laughs> on a headset. With surround sound and everything, but it doesn't plug. It only plugs in. I think it's HDMI, so it's designed for consoles. Whereas the Oculus Rift is for computers and shit. I think. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, that just, that thought just popped into my head. I was like, wait a minute, don't we have a thing like that? But um, prohibitive cost wise. Yeah, I think that's where the Oculus Rift is really gonna kind of beat out a lot of things. It's it's pretty cheap from memory. I mean... Well, the yeah. dev kits, all we know at the moment is the price of dev kits and stuff, I think, and maybe have they speculated on, like, the final costing on retail or...? People have, the company hasn't. Okay, so... Any ideas? I haven't read anything about it. Like how I can't remember. I read I it, know. like, about a month ago. I'm sure it's a price, probably... 400 bucks. That's what I'm tipping. What do you reckon? Less? I, I would say probably about that would sound about right. Mm. Which is really not that bad when you consider that versus $1,000. Yeah, and plus, I mean, the, the Oculus Rift has the motion sensors and shit in it, whereas the 3D viewer doesn't. So that's your one-up right there, I guess. Anyway, um, I kind of like... Um, the idea of all the um, this game streaming and stuff, like with uh, what Sony's doing with Gaikai or what they're speculating about doing. 
um, you know, like with OnLive. OnLive was a service where you buy buy this little box, pay a subscription for it fee, and you can stream games, right, direct to your TV without having to buy the game. Mm-hmm. And Kai Kai is going to be kind of the same. They like how they're going to use that is going to be for. Well, they they have said that they're going to be using it for streaming PS One, PS Two, PS Three games to PS Four. So whether or not that fucking happens remains to be seen. But like, I think it'll work better with a PS Four rather than the way it's worked on on live because it, people are already going to have a PS Four. You know, whereas on live was a whole brand new thing that. You know they needed to break into the and win their own market share, sort of thing. So, but I think I definitely think game streaming is going to be important in the future. But from an entertainment point of view, I can't really think of anything. What about you, Actually, Susie? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say with the great the game streaming thing. Um, has anyone seen the news from the last couple of days about JB Hi-Fi? Oh yeah, they um. Talking about JB, what's it called? JB Hi-Fi Now or something? Their streaming something service? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, when a company like that starts kind of like going out there and saying, well, look, you know, we've always been planning to do something like this, but now we're actually putting in the effort to to chase it down and to get it set up. I mean, yeah, digital is definitely going to be like a big thing in the next 10 years. Mm. Yeah, well, I think they they just like dropped the word games in when they were like, oh, this is our our vision for this program. At the moment, they're focusing on opening it up for video streaming and stuff, but they said games is definitely on the horizon, so that is good. But it all depends on what um, what kind of games it actually means, because it might not actually mean console games. It might be referring to being like a service like for I don't know Android, the Amazon app marketplace on the Android and stuff like games on phones, maybe. Because I don't see how their service could work. Or well, maybe like a Steam sort of situation. But I don't know, that seems like a pretty risky move on their part to try and compete with Steam. Yeah, I don't know if they want to be trying to compete with Steam because I'll lose out um, unless they can get those deals that Steam gets. But then it's a different situation with a streaming service anyway, so I don't know. Have to wait and see what they've got in mind, yeah, I guess. For sure. I think it would just be good that one day we might be sort of fairly equal to other countries, particularly like the US and the UK in regards to the licensing of of apps available on, um, you know, the next-gen consoles and, and much like, I guess, the the video game rental side of things because that's already that's already occurring in the US and they've got Netflix and they've got Last FM and they've got all those other things too. So I think for the market in Australia, we're doing probably ourselves a disservice by not getting a lot of the licensing for that to be allowed to do it. Mm. Um, I mean, I have Netflix, but it wasn't very easy to achieve and I don't actually know how legal it is that <laughs> that is the case, but um... <laughs> well, you're just using using a um, international account or something, right? I've got a block on my DNS. Oh so yeah, true. I but I pay five dollars a month for it, and it's actually my friend's Netflix account. 
that I'm using. So, um, because nice. Australia, not only being illegal, you're not even paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I buy blokes. my I buy my friend a beer, um, and sweet. once a month, and that covers it. Um, no, but I mean, even Australian credit cards, ninety nine percent of the time, that's how that's how they will find out you're not in the US. Everything else works until you get to the sign in place and you put your credit card details in, and it goes, nope. And so, you're like, what? It's National Australia Bank, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know um, one of my friends in the US. He regularly rents video games through a digital service and it's just such a small amount you get the game for 48 hours and then that's it and that would just be probably perfect i think and fucked for me because i'd go yeah and then after two days i'd go fuck i didn't want to play it (laughs) Uh, it's terrible I mean, I could probably sit here all day and say all these things that I hope for, but I think that's just one thing because um, I think it should be consistent across the board um, and not so much delving into the whole argument about why things cost more here than overseas. But putting that aside, um, we should still have access to more or less the same things as overseas. So, Well, that was deep. Sorry. Incorrect. On so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, in terms of, like, looking at things that we want to see from the next generation, look at what we've got in this generation and then think back to when the PS3 and 360 first came out before they implemented any of this stuff and, like, honestly, do we really think about any of this shit? Well, that's we, the thing. That's We what appreciate I mean, like... it now, but it's like, yeah. You know, and then if you try to think of it, it's like, well, I guess my mind's not that as not as creative as these other fucking boffins because I wouldn't have fucking come up with any of these ideas. Well, maybe in 10 years we can record our... 100th episode. 100th episode. <laughs> episode 52. Yeah. Um, and, um... Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, we just become fucking outback redneck fucking Aussies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, Let our true selves show. I'm we'll, sorry, Mad Max. What? Exactly. <laughs> we'll look back on this, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I think back to what the Xbox original or PS1 was like. And a fucking awesome machine, innovative for the for its time, full of amazing games. Can you can you remember? I don't know. I'm probably showing my age a little bit here, but can anyone else remember kind of around the launch time of when the uh, four-person controlled uh, dongle came out for the PlayStation One? I think it was. Yes. Yeah. That, that's fucking long time ago now, and four-person dongle just changed the way games were even made at the time because you could play four people. So it changed everything. Um, and then all of a sudden you could have, like, now we've got seven-player bloody PS3 games and stuff where you can, you know, connect seven controls and all kinds of shit to a machine. And there's no cables and stuff. I mean, back then when the four-man dongle got put in, you know, it, uh, it, it changed the way everything was done. And now that seems so antiquated that we wouldn't even think that that ever happened. 
if you didn't know, like kids these days would be like, what the fuck is a dongle? Why are you yeah. running a PlayStation? Fucking stop talking to me, you pedophile. Tell me about <laughs> your fucking dongle. I'm not going to show you my dongle, bitch. I don't want to see your <laughs> dongle. What up? Exactly. I'm like, no, I, like right now. I have, I have to say, when I first bought my 360, um, it was actually the whole concept of Xbox Live was really amazing because I'd never uh, – I mean, I did the whole land thing when I was in high school. Um, we'd play a lot of Unreal well, Tournament. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, Sense. like I play, yeah, you like the phase, Susie. Quake two things like that, and you'd spend four hours trying to make sure everyone was connected to the hub, and then probably two hours of playing before your mum came and picked you up. But um, when I first got my 360, the first game I actually got on there was Doom. And my brother, who lives in Canada, and I were sitting there with our headsets on playing Doom. And, I mean, that was 2008. So going back 15 years to when uh, it was played, I remember playing it on PC, in the same room, it was just mind-blowing that there was, you know, little delay between speaking to each other. Um, in different countries. And, I mean, even remember 10 years ago, say, watching the news and a foreign correspondent, whenever they'd ask questions back and forth, yeah, it was usually... Like two and a half yeah, seconds. Yeah, it was like a five-second delay in between questions. And now it's just... I wonder what 15 years from now is going to look like and well, what's going to happen that's what I worry then. about because they're even going to know that I'm going to say something stupid before I say it. Because <laughs> you've got all these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> no one's going to talk to me, are they? No. Incriminating yeah. evidence. I'm not even going to talk to you. <laughs> Especially no foreign foreign correspondents. That's right. I will but still speak to me. They'll be like, hey, do you have a comment on this? And you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Smell my fart. That's right. <laughs> Cupcake. <laughs> Yeah, there's your smell of vision right there. That's right. He's a stool, motherfucker. Or Doyle rules. <laughs> so, no, okay. it, I reckon it's going to be interesting what the possibilities are now because, you know, as we've pretty much just discussed, none of us can really, you know, imagine too much past where we are because at the time when things were happening, we didn't particularly envision any of the shit that we've currently got. So I think it'll be kind of amazing to see what happens and hopefully something amazing does happen because, you know, it's the future and shit. Yeah. And yeah. if it stays the same, that'd be boring as fuck. I know. Imagine that. Not for too long because we're doing a podcast. One of the other things as well is like <laughs> with all the... <laughs> <laughs> Losing my train of thought now. <laughs> Train's leaving. <laughs> it's gone. I packed my bags. They're on the train. Um, derail. Totally derailed. Um, looking at things like, and and I know it's been, you know, it's the dead horse. It's been beaten and beaten and beaten. But if you look Was at it the a dead system, sexy horse, <laughs> it's a dead. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I just got uh, pulling veil to beat them dead sexy horses. That's for shizzle. What are you pulling horses for, you sicko? <laughs> That's they're sexy. <laughs> okay. 
My bad. It's not rape because they're only saying nay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Going back on point, um, the beating of the dead horse. Jesus. Yes. Um, everyone. Yeah, we all remember that. <laughs> everyone went on about the whole Jarvis system in Iron Man, right? And it's something that's been brought up in circles that I know again and again and again of, you know, that kind of 3D technology, like things like the Oculus Rift and stuff like that. How is that going to progress in the next 10 years? Are we going to see a digital projection, like a 3D projection into your lounge room so that you can actually move objects and things like that with your hands? You know, it being data, basically, that you're just moving around. Well, on ThinkGeek, you can actually get a, uh, a infrared keyboard that's just a, a small box a little bit bigger than a, a matchbox and you just plug it in usb into your pc and it just projects a keyboard onto a table and you can just type on it like a normal keyboard and it it, it works exactly and how long are we going to get that before it becomes a 3d version yeah where you yeah, have to complete constructive of data it's, you know, it's there. It, you, you obviously can't feel it, but you can see it. You can touch it. You can move it. And that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. And, and like, going back to this kind of smell-o-vision thing, when I heard about this years ago, I was kind of like, wow, you could incorporate that in so many different ways. And if it was going to be something that was completely, you know, overtaking, you know, 3D images in your in your full lounge room kind of thing, um, you know, how many sensors can they actually build into that until it actually almost becomes a reality? You know, I mean, people can kind of blur the lines at the moment between, you know, violence in games and violence in, you know, normal everyday fucking, you know, interactions and all that kind of shit. But what happens when it gets to the point where you are in the Imaginarium or whatever your lounge room is going to be called and everything <laughs> is just an amazing thing, you know? Like, where's the reality blur then? Can you imagine what that anal probe gum would smell like? Oh. <laughs> Before or after? <laughs> During. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Bleak During. and then, hmm, kind of lost it. Depends on the person's ass, doesn't it? Well, I think the beforehand would smell something like the fucking clarinets they give you in uh, grade six and seven. <laughs> wow. Always blow in a clarinet, never breathe in. <laughs> All right, so that pretty much proves the point that, uh, you know, we don't know what's coming in the future. It's going to be an interesting time. Hopefully, there's some decent shit. Hopefully, there's uh, something that's going to blow us away. Um, um, but we'll leave you, that up to them. Well, if anyone out there has any ideas, send us, a, send us a tweet or an email or something and tell us what you think might be in the future. Or yeah. Anyway, we're going to have a quick break right now. Uh, we will return in just a moment. Yo, what's going down? Check it out. This is SO from the Almighty Bliss and SO crew, and I'm chilling here live on dropbeargaming.com. Yeah, yo! So, as I said before, one of my favourite moments in all of this has been that uh, 
that episode uh, with the sexy horses because that's kind of been something that's come back a few times and it always makes us laugh. Um, but I guess thinking way back to the first few, getting started, um, you know, some amazing things for me. Uh, you know, we were just having a chat one night and uh, at the time the um, Bliss and Esso album, not the most recent now, but the one previous to that had just been released. We've been listening to it and it kind, it kind of became a, a thing, oh, maybe we should try and get, you know, Bliss and Esso on the show. And I made a few calls and I tried to get in contact with a few people and lo and behold, amazingly to me, I actually did get to score an interview with Esso. Um, and had a bit of a chat with the guy. Uh, we played the the um, recording, and you know, it, I felt kind of overwhelmed, like I was talking to a superstar. Um, but he was just a great dude, and I was really impressed. Um, it was it was almost mind blowing to me that uh, you know having the ability to do that just from doing a podcast. So, uh, as a personal achievement, that was probably one of my most amazing things. Mm, yeah, no, the, I think that particular episode, to get that was pretty cool. Um, I think the I think the Sexy Horse episode was probably, uh, it's definitely one of my favourites. Um, I think that was kind of the beginning of the end as far as um, just how derailment seemed to become a very common part of the show. It was. I think it was probably one of the most uncouth and out of control episodes I think we'd done to date. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most of the, what you just said that is on iTunes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did get pretty hectic. It did. It did, and we and we let it go. And I, I remember. Um, Pretty sure that was the C bomb episode that that Matt dropped as well, which made it even funnier. <laughs> That's like every th- second episode. Yeah, but that one you didn't edit out. Ah <laughs> uh, well, I was, um, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about making a clip show, maybe for episode fifty one, if if I can be bothered, of like the best. There goes bits. that idea. <laughs> of like the best bits from the uh, previous 50 episodes so I don't know maybe we can um, reach out to our listeners and see what they think were some of the best because I sure as fuck can't remember <laughs> no I'm the same I'm and the same like short of me going through and listening to all 50 episodes again <laughs> and it was pretty amazing actually going back to the to the first EB Expo too um, you know, getting in there, getting to talk to people. Um, some people were actually nice enough to even say that they had heard of us, which I thought was pretty amazing. Um, you know, we were only in for what eight months, nine months at the time. Yeah, We'd done, uh, the... you know, twenty podcasts maybe. Um, you know, getting to meet Biggie, you know, that was pretty full on. Um, yeah, it was just it, it's been a fun time, you know, and now we're a long time in the actual turning of the clock to get to here, but we're at 50 episodes and that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, it was, um, I'd say the EB Expo, the first one and the second one, I mean, the first one was memorable because we were kind of a bit like, couldn't really believe that we were there, I guess. And that we were actually doing this thing called drop air gaming. 
Yeah, and you'd turn up and like you'd go to lines and stuff, and you know you just rock up and say, oh, "I'm f- press from Dropout Gaming," and they'd go, "Sweet ass, come in." Yeah, do you want to interview someone? And we'd be like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." <laughs> I don't feel prepared. Give us your card. <laughs> but, um, and we had our names written on napkins, handing them out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? I don't think I ever did that. Well, not, no, no. It was not to make connections. It's easier to roll. Not to make connections in the games industry anyway. I need to pick up chicks. Well, fair enough. I've given out my number on a serviette once or twice while drunk. And they <laughs> they have actually called once or twice too, so idiots. <laughs> You're that guy that owes me money. <laughs> this uh, IOU you wrote on a napkin. No, the, the note says, if you want to ever see your family again, <laughs> you will go out for dinner with me. <laughs> no. Send selfies too. Yeah, exactly. No, like things like EB Expo and, and PAX. I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you get a message saying I took a screenshot, it's just a bug. <laughs> um, no, like all events like that and even Supernova and stuff like that. And um, like I went to the EA showcase last year. That was interesting getting to play games, you know that I wouldn't normally otherwise be able to play that early on, like pre-release. So, mm. I mean, we've, we've been pretty fortunate considering how shit we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, that all you need is a, a, you know, a website and a blog and a, you know, a kind of that media side of things. And, yeah, like you and say... A bit of, um, a bit of, a bit of hard work. <laughs> gumption. Yeah. 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 You know, I offer gumption to everyone. That stuff is the best. It is. Yeah. Good with semolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It is kind of amazing that you can, you know, do this and to all the kids out there that are thinking about starting, you know, their own blog sites and all that kind of stuff. Um, (laughs) But if they do, don't listen to them because they won't be as good as us. Exactly. All right? This is is the only podcast you need to know. This is the cream of the crop. There you go. This is like a – this is the turd that floats. Jesus. There you go. We are the polywaffle in this life of a pool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best. Yeah. Mm, polywaffles. <laughs> do they still make that chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. I haven't yeah. seen one in ages. I need to hunt one down, I think. <laughs> yeah, just... I think I saw one in the toilets the other day at work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, what did it taste like? Vending machines. You get polywaffles? The television is bad enough. <laughs> Susie, I think somebody had eaten and digested that polywaffle. I'm just saying, I wouldn't have eaten it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a chocolate person, regardless. So, <clears throat> lucky it ain't made of chocolate. Yeah, that's heathen. <laughs> so anyway, more, that, more that derail you. train has come again. So uh, let's try to get back on the rails. Oh, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also. Like favorite, still talk about favorite moments. I guess like the, um, 
I don't know. There's been one, some. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> nah, like, interview, all the Better interviews... Better be decisive, bro. All the interviews that we've done over the years, like, obviously, the SO one was a, a quite quite a thing to achieve. But, um, you know, all the indies and stuff that we've met over our time and... and uh, you Ben know. Britain is still the man. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's been surreal. And hopefully... I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but hopefully we get to episode 100 one day. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, welcome to Drop Bear Gaming, kids. That's not that's not what it fucking sounded like before. <laughs> no, I've perfected it since. Oh, good. Yeah. It's during that, during that break. Sent the shit to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, maybe one day. Um, and hopefully if there's somebody that's listening to this when it comes out, is listening to any more in the future, uh, as we always say, we apologize. <laughs> On your biggie. <laughs> <laughs> and the finger bump. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's get back to some on-topic kind of uh, items. Um, yeah, there, there's something... Uh, that I, I put a quick note on uh, in this little agenda thingy here um, about something that I got excited about originally, the um, the Razer Atrox, I think it is, Atrox possibly, um, the Xbox Arcade Stick. Um, I've tried many arcade sticks as, you know, I probably grew up in the time of, uh, you know, the original Street Fighters and Tekkens and all that kind of shit and playing them at the 7-Elevens. And I've always wanted a really good responsive arcade stick. Um, Razer's bringing one out by the looks of things that is fucking amazing. 268 bucks, I think it was, at JB Hi-Fi. Um, Jesus and- Christ. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty hefty, really, for any kind of peripheral. Um, but the thing that pissed me off is that it is only for the Xbox. Oh, which kind of sucks ooh. because, you know, there's been lots of different things for the PlayStation that have all been tinny and made out of fucking, you know, quarter of a millimeter plastic and they're just a shit. Um, as unfortunately a lot of PlayStation peripherals are because they can be manufactured by God knows who um, and there's not a hell of a lot of quality control. That's racist. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I was really looking forward to something like this and falling short of making one yourself, I reckon it'd be fucking <laughs> sweet to have a really good arcade stick. Um, and I'm kind of in two frames whether it's even worth trying one of these things uh, or just fucking leaving it and waiting a year and maybe hopefully it goes down in price. Um, it probably will. Yeah, it probably will because, I mean, not, not a hell of a lot of people use arcade sticks, certainly not at home. Um, Only but, like fight, like real fighting game enthusiasts. Yeah, which really there isn't a hell of a lot of because you can play all fighting games on any controller from any console. Um, it's just if you really want to get into the arcade style, that's the way you got to do it. So, um, But that kind of peripheral makes that kind of a game a hundred times better. Yeah, so definitely be agree. Awesome. awesome to have something like that. And, you know, there's the steering wheels for driving games and, you know, there's fucking... Um, the joystick kind of old school ones for flying games and but nothing really makes a game a hell of a lot better 
to me anyway, than the arcade stick for the fighting game. So I wish it was just across the board. I thought that would be fucking awesome when I first uh, heard it was coming out and now that it has come out and it's only Xbox, it's kind of a bit of a uh, a kick in the guts, I suppose. So that's interesting to everyone, so we'll carry on. Um, (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, when when it comes to who is this joystick actually aimed at, I mean, number one, the price. That's prohibitive to a lot of people except people who play in those fighting game tournaments. Now, I know that there are um, a couple of places around Australia who do massive fighting game tournaments and have big turnouts. How many of those people are on the pro level who will actually shell out $250 for this joystick? Mm. There's two things here. The first one is it's not just the fact of, you know, it seems like it's aimed towards those people because, you know, Razer obviously do a lot of gaming peripherals that are, kind of geared towards professional gamers. The other thing is it has an interchangeable top panel. Now, that means that you can actually get somebody to paint you a top panel, like a Street Fighter one or DC Injustice one or something like that. A sexy horse. A sexy dead horse (laughs) that you can beat to death in every podcast. Um, Damn straight. (laughs) You're getting the idea. (laughs) It's it's interesting. Jaded much? (laughs) <laughs> there's a derailment train <laughs> it comes um, every two minutes when when you look at the way that Razer is marketing this they're marketing it as a joystick that is interchange, interchangeable for its top piece it has one touch access to its internals so it means that you can actually mod it quite easily and clean it and stuff who are they actually aiming that at though because if you were in a top level tournament um, from what i remember and i haven't been to one for about a year you can't actually bring in your own joystick that's modded there's, mm. there's only certain things you can do to your joystick so why <laughs> would you mod it yeah that's right and i mean this has got uh, eight buttons and i think there may be like programmable ones as well um but yeah you're right i mean that that kind of defeats the purpose if you can't use it in that environment anyway yeah, so you just have to be a real gung-ho home user, I guess. It's probably the type of person that invites kids around from the local area and beats the fuck out of them and then sends and them And then asks them if they want to play video games. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to touch my joystick now, bitch? There's candy inside my joystick. <laughs> wow. Flip the box. Oh, yeah. Jesus. One-touch action. Oh. <laughs> There's the ad right there. It's a look, take. Look how responsive it is. <laughs> You've just got to waggle the joystick. Just waggle it. Up, up, left, right, forward, jump. <laughs> That's en- the Enter shit. the Konami code and see what happens. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Anyway, turned out that that was a bad topic to be talking about, didn't it? Jesus <laughs> Christ. We fucking turned it into something. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been a bit of action this week, uh, 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 you know, between PlayStation and, and you know, Xbox with their new consoles coming out, and what will and what won't be available to subscribers and non-subscribers, so on, so on, so on. Oh, Jesus. Um, so <laughs> I'll put this out so everybody can kind of talk about it because everyone knows more about everything than I do. Um, the PlayStation Four. Um, they came out and said that uh, streaming and recording is going to be available to everybody. So uh, from what I understand of this, 
being a total noob to the industry, is that you can record in-game vision and footage, um, and people can actually watch that somewhere somehow doing something mm. yeah, if they really so, give a fuck. So the controller has a share <laughs> a share button on it. Cool. <laughs> the controller has a share button, and they've got to deal with um, like UStream or someone crap like that, and because. Um, Microsoft have Twitch, and Twitch is the best. So, whatever. Isn't that the new Nintendo console? The Ustream? No, oh, no. It's the Wii U. It's yeah. terrible. That's just what happens at old people's homes. Because <laughs> it's unknown, so they call it just Ustream. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Oh so, anyway. Painted um, that shit like a fucking Mozart. Um, they're talking, apparently... <laughs> he didn't paint, did he? Fuck! I hate it when I get my metaphors all backwards and ass up. <laughs> so the share button, they're, they're in talks with YouTube for that shit as well. But um, so the idea is you can, as you're playing, it's recording your um your gameplay so that like if you do something awesome, you can go fuck yeah, I'll share that like a sick goal in FIFA or some shit, or like you get a fucking. Or some tentacle rape. A cool head stri- a headshot what? kill streak. Yeah, that's what it's called, isn't it? No. No? no. <laughs> um, so you can, like, it, it saves it on your hard drive and then you can share it and people can click on your profile on the system or you can share it to Facebook and all that kind of shit. So, of course. Um, I, wonder, I kind of wonder how that's going to work considering that... Um, from what I remember reading, PlayStation Plus was required for multiplayer games, mm. like to play online multiplayer. Yeah, that so. will be very interesting to see how they how they do this. Because I mean, if you're not going to play multiplayer, like if they're going to restrict you to hey, you've got to have PlayStation Plus to play multiplayer, which makes sense. Why wouldn't they do it with their streaming as well? Well, that way, like, so say you only play single-player games and you want to stream something, like, you're still going to be online because you'll still be able to use party chat and all that kind of stuff without having to have PlayStation Plus. Okay. Whereas, um, yeah, like, so, like, you can play single-player games and be like, okay, I want to do a Let's Play of this or something like that. And, you know... You only play single-player games, and you want to stream it something, or because you can edit them as well on the console. I don't know if you can do voiceovers and stuff like that, but I imagine that is something that they would implement. But yeah, that would be why, how it's going to work. Like you'll you'll still be able to go online and use things like the PlayStation Store and the party chat and all that kind of shit. So why not allow you to use the streaming as well? Whereas Xbox, Microsoft have come out and said that the Xbox One will require Xbox Live. <laughs> will, re- will require Xbox Live to um, to do any, all that kind of stuff like streaming or, or um, I guess party chat. I think that's something that's Xbox Live, is it? Yeah. Mm. So it's pretty much business as usual for... For Microsoft, X- yeah. 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 It's a little bit sad, isn't it, though? Like when you think about it, like... PlayStation turn around and say, hey, you know what? Stream and record without having PlayStation Plus. You guys don't have to pay the extra. Whereas Xbox have turned around and gone, hey, you want to stream and record? That's cool, guys. But you're going to have to have gold. That's like that now. It is. But you just got to like look at the fact that it, it seems like... It's one of those things, but it seems like, like Microsoft... Uh, getting money from 
every stream they possibly can, whereas PlayStation look like they're just basically sitting back and going, oh, you know what? We we don't need that much. We don't need to dig into, you know, you doing your single-player games and recording or streaming that. We don't want to touch that, which yeah. is weird because, I mean, they're both businesses. They both could do the same thing, technically speaking, and people will still buy their systems regardless. You're going to have less people buying, obviously, if they do something stupid like DRM at this point, unless they make it attractive and market it properly. But you've got to wonder where Microsoft are coming from because they're the ones who seem to be trying to get as much money as possible, whereas, I don't know, PlayStation seem to have learned from the PS3 and from, you know, the previous issues that they've had with their marketing and stuff. They seem to be more customer-driven towards, hey, you guys want to play games? Here's games. We're going to make it more accessible. I feel like Microsoft... I feel like Microsoft's always been kind of trying to gouge people. Like for another thing that's happened or been announced this week, like they can't when they announced the Xbox One, they said, "Oh, you know, Microsoft Space Bucks are not going to be a thing with the Xbox One anymore. It's all going to be hard currency rather than using Xbox. Uh, what do they call them, Microsoft points?" Mm-hmm. And they've come out this week or last week, I guess, saying that the next 360 update is going to remove. Microsoft points. That's because it's an illegal currency. Yeah. But well, technically, it is by the um the World Bank. It's a an illegal currency, but it continues to happen. What about Farmville bucks? I suppose no, that's well, cash. No, you're buying something for a specific thing, like you're buying an you know money in a game basically. In this, you're just buying money to hold in some unknown wallet. But um, it's like Bitcoin. That shit's technically illegal but it's not so oh, well, they've all been subpoenaed, it's a gray area yeah so i don't even know the story behind bitcoin i just saw it on reddit yeah <laughs> they've all been subpoenaed to go to court by the federal something yeah because it is technically an illegal thing it's not an actual um regulated currency so therefore it's not something that should be able to be used but yeah, fair um, enough but I mean, that's been the case ever since it started, and Microsoft Points have been around for a fucking long time. So they didn't have to change it, I guess, if they didn't particularly want to. They're Microsoft. The federal government will go, "You're subpoenaed." They'll go, "Here's my dick, suck it," <laughs> and then that'll, of, just, that'll be the end. It won't go out, on any further. Out of that, have we thought about Australian currency and GST? Yeah, that's a legal currency as well. Oh, no, no, that's not what you meant. Um, no, that'll just be added to the price. Yeah. It'll be all-inclusive and we won't even know that we're paying extra because we're paying extra anyway. Mm. That'll never change. Mm. Nope. That's a defeatist attitude. <laughs> but it's kind of the Australian way, isn't it? She'll Fuck be us, right. yeah, we know. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. She'll be right. As long as we know and we can you know, have a bitch about it, then we win. We win. <laughs> Victory. So, an interesting point that you guys were making before about uh, you know the difference between you know the I guess the economic uh, you know, company of Microsoft and Sony. It seems now to me um, that Microsoft is either being asked the questions first and making statements, or they are just openly making statements about things. And then Sony gets asked the same questions and goes, no, nah, fuck no, we ain't doing that. 
Well, that's what it was at E3 for sure, because like obviously we know the the Sony conference was after Microsoft. Yeah. And they just came out and said, all this shit that they're doing, we're not doing. Yeah. And it seems that way. It's like, wow, everybody in the crowd seemed really pissed off at the fact that they're going to be doing this. So we'll say, no, we ain't going to do that. And then it seems to have been that way the entire couple of months since there's been any kind of you know information about the two different consoles. And is it more of a case of Sony are not really giving themselves, you know, they don't have a team thinking of all this kind of shit. They're just waiting to see how Microsoft fucks up in the market. And then they're going to say, hey, we're the, you know, the greatest because we ain't doing that. I'd um, say at this stage, they've probably had all this stuff in planning. Well, you think so. You can't, like, at this stage, they can't be fucking chopping and changing stuff. I mean, although Microsoft is with all their fucking changes in well, DRM that's right. and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's, that's going to cause them delays. I guarantee it. But the thing, <clears throat> this is the thing. When I heard about Microsoft's, like, the whole deal about Connect not being mandatory, this is, this is why the whole next-gen console discussion it just i'm really starting to get really put off by it because people want to bitch and moan about the most trivial and small of things like even to the way that the xbox one looks apparently is such a problem get over it but the idea that i remember Connect being mandatory was such a bad idea and people were so pissed off well they, and, it's just because it was a privacy issue and now that they're saying it's not mandatory, people are like, oh, you know what it is? It's that the feedback's gone through to Microsoft and they've gone, okay, you've spoken, we've listened. Yeah. And they've gone and done something and people are still not fucking pleased. I yeah. don't think that Microsoft can do anything right now without people jumping on the fucking bandwagon going, I'm going to complain about this till I'm blue in the face. I yep. really don't think there's anything that they can do because people want to complain and get upset. They want about... someone to hate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems that Microsoft's whole like you know way of doing business right now is a, a kind of a, a swinging pivot table thing. You know, they they make this statement and then it goes out and then they get all this feedback and then they put it in a pivot table and go, oh, you know, 17 people said that that was a great idea, 63 million said it was a bad idea, we're now going to change our stance on that. And it, it, they don't listen to any of the feedback, it's just either hit a negative or positive button and therefore that's what the outcome's going to be. I think there's been some really poor management decisions by Microsoft. Um like, even in terms of the DRM stuff, like, after they backflipped, then they started communicating about why that DRM would have been a good thing. And it's like, if you wanted to fucking do it, you should have told us, you know, you should have communicated it in a fucking intelligent way beforehand rather than coming out and making it seem like something that's very undesirable, you know? Yeah, like, what are they, the American government? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, that ought to piss some people off. Nice. They just, um, you know, it's it's was frustrating to watch because, like, obviously I was against the DRM and stuff, but I didn't know what the fuck the go was. They didn't explain what they were doing. They didn't explain the cloud properly. All of this stuff, like the reasons behind it always being online and the reasons for the 
game sharing and stuff like that, DRM, you know? And then they come out and explain it, and they go, well, too late now. You fucking blew it, didn't you, you idiots on the internet, bitching and moaning? It's like, well, why don't you just fucking explain it to us properly in the first place? You cost yourselves a fuck ton of money because you have to change your whole system now. Rather than but people it... were acting like absolute children about it. Yeah. And it was but... a PR disaster because, because everyone... Because they fucked up. But everyone was overreacting. I don't think anyone was calm enough at the time to say, hmm, let me think about this rationally, rather than going, oh, my God, I've just heard something and this is what I think it is and I'm going to tell everyone about it and upset everybody at the same time. Yeah, but Microsoft so... didn't help that because they didn't explain anything properly. They just put out this concept and then didn't explain it in a way that people would appreciate and understand. And then it's the fucking people who bitched and moaned's fault? I don't think so. I think it's Microsoft's fault. It's their fucking product. They're trying to sell it. If they want to sell it to people, they should fucking sell it. I don't know. I From what, what everything that they've said, and I've listened to it, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. Not to you. Well, because I listened to what they said, and I went, okay, that's what you're doing. Fair enough. We'll see what happens in six months. Yeah, except that, that it's just—it's—it's it's all out of control at the moment. Yeah, well, people took stuff at face value at the announcements of things, and I don't think that they were in the wrong to do that. I think if someone says something, it's not your fault if you take them at their word, rather than fucking doing your own fucking hardcore research into stuff which there wasn't even information about. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't even about information at face value. A lot of it was was hearing one thing and then churning the rumor mill and going on the, all, most of everything has been rumors. Well, I don't think so. But Microsoft did start most of those rumors with the suggestion of things. Well, they and came I, out and said fucking you will need to always there was it wasn't rumors so much as unanswered questions and then when they were faced with the questions Microsoft handled it fucking poorly so people were like does this need to because they they heard oh we've we've heard that this needs to be always online is that true and they're like well it sort of does but uh you know <laughs> if you're not going to give a fucking straight answer you can't get angry at people for jumping to conclusions they're talking about a $500 device that we're going to invest in. But that's the thing. At the same time, I mean, like you said, it's a $500 piece of equipment. You go out and buy any television at any fucking retailer and, you know, you don't get this bullshit stream of all the crap that it can do. It either can or it can't. And the problem with this industry, from what I see, is that there's all this speculation on shit that really, at the end of the day, doesn't particularly matter. It's about what actually happens on the day that that thing comes out. Mm. And, you know, like, it, it either does or it doesn't. And like Susie said, you know, they tell us they're going to do something and you either do it or you don't. Don't come out and tell us that you're going to do something and then wait for everyone to go, and then change your, your whole concept around it. Um, you know, if you're going to do something, fucking shut up and... Bring us something on the day that you tell us you're going to bring something. Yeah. And then let us make our decisions at that point. And I think, you know, no matter 
what other industry there is, there isn't too many that has this kind of a focus and this kind of a, a judgment on everything that's said mm. and everything that's put out. And you know, every morsel, people jump on it and go, wow, and oh, shit, this is terrible. Um, well, it happens in the movie industry, I think, a little bit, like yeah. in terms of fans. Like there's... But even still, like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, they might leak a couple of trailers here and there, but that's still trailers of footage from the movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, it's almost like they didn't give it particularly any thought. And then they said, oh, we're going to do this, and this is how it's going to look, and this is what we're going to do. Let's wait and get feedback from everybody before we actually do anything. You know, that, that to me seems like an entire industry that's just run by fucking rumours and, you know, run by what people want, but no one really actually considers it. Yeah? You know, am I the only one thinking that? I think it's more complicated because, like, if you look at the, like I said before, the turnaround on how long it takes to make these things, you know, they definitely had a plan in place and, like, the whole... The whole cloud thing, as an example, that was a plan that has been in place and they've been building on it and building on it. And obviously, they've been spending years developing it, lots of money going into it on the assumption that everyone's Xbox One is going to be online all the time, so we'll be able to access this amazing cloud, which is amazing. The whole concept is fucking awesome. You know, offloading processing power onto a cloud so that you don't your console doesn't have to do it. That's handy as fuck right there's the number one reason why an always online console would be a fucking amazing thing but you've got a lot to rely on with that too and you take into relation like the differences in bandwidth of every country in the world exactly and if they're going to launch something that relies so heavily on that why didn't they even look at the hotspots map yeah, yeah, like, well, is that something that they never even considered oh fuck like brazil only had the xbox uh, you know, or the PlayStation 3 launched a year and a half ago. And, you know, there's only like 6% of people in fucking, you know, different countries that actually have internet access. Did they not even bother to do their research before they came out and said that? America. <laughs> well, that, that was the thing, the whole army thing with Always Online. I think it was the army yep. that came out and said like, we can't use an Xbox One if it's always online. And Microsoft turned around and said, oh, well, we can look at different functions for that, such as, you know, using a special um, coding where US Army could use their Xbox Ones offline. Mm. And that, that itself created controversy with everyone going, well, hang on, if they don't have to always be online, why, why do we? we always have to be? Yeah, and then they came out and said... Well, we have a device for that, and it's called the Xbox 360. <laughs> I thought and in, a in the back response. of their mind, they're going, but isn't everyone in the American army? Everyone's in America. That's right. I don't feel like it was a very good response. No, well, that's that's the thing. I mean, we could probably you know jump up and down about this all day. Um, the the issue to me, I suppose, at this point is the fact that we are still getting trickled information. That information is then changing, um, depending on outside bloody influences. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand that as a as a consumer, if they want me to purchase their product, shouldn't they do it in a more convincing way? Like they need to have faith in the product that they're selling. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, coding changes, you know, that's probably a big deal to most companies, but we're talking about Microsoft here. Um, you know, they can just get people to change shit because it needs to be done. You know, I mean, they'd, they'd have teams of people that know how to do that shit at the drop of a hat. So that kind of stuff can be updated. And it it just, I don't know, it doesn't fill me with confidence that these things that we're spending so much time and so much effort on are actually going to be what we actually want them to be. And it kind of freaks me out a little bit because it should be what I'm expected to pay 500 bucks for. Um I don't know, exactly. maybe it's just a PR thing. Maybe well, it's just no, you know, any press is good press kind of deal. I don't know. It's their job to give us, to make us feel confident in the product they're selling so that we are encouraged to purchase it. And at this stage, they're doing a better job of it than they were a month ago, two months ago, but they've still got a ways to go. And Sony are fucking coasting along on the mm. back of this. And that is going to hurt them. I mean, the PS4 is already fucking outselling the Xbox One in pre-sales. You know, it's well, I mean, getting it's getting better as they come out and change all this shit, but it's fucking frustrating at the same time about for the reasons that we've already mentioned. Yeah. And you you go back to, you know, the the Wii U launch and you know, people kind of knew what they were going to be buying. They knew what it was going to be doing and and things like that, but that kind of shit wasn't discussed for months and months and months and months beforehand. Yeah, there was speculation and, yeah, there was people that did actually get their hands on things a little bit early, but they just reported facts. Mm. And there wasn't a hell of a lot of this, you know, backwards and former, you know, forwards rumor milling kind of thing, which is really quite frustrating and it's taking up valuable time and valuable bloody, you know, space that I don't think is really that worth it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been unfortunate for Microsoft because I don't think Sony are copying it anywhere near as bad. The whole sort of fine-tooth combing shit that's going on with everything that Microsoft say. Mm. So. Yeah, so anyway. That's what happens uh, when you're an innovator. Well, is that the case though? Well, I think the clouds are pretty innovative and a lot of the stuff that they've talked about, what they had in the plan. Is the cloud innovative or is it already antiquated? That's pretty innovative. We're antiquated. Innovative. Oh. <laughs> but the cloud's been around for a long, long time. Yeah, but so, not the use that they were going to... It's not like your save game going to the cloud. Yeah, I know, it's, but it's like, you know, games you know, on live or whatever it's called, you know? Like, mm. the only reason that shit didn't survive in Australia or even make it to Australia was because our bandwidth is so shit. Yeah, and that's why it struggled in America as well because half of that fucking country has shit internet as well. Yeah, so you've got places like, you know, Korea and fucking, you know, I guess parts of Japan, you know, they're they're properly hardwired. They sort their shit out years ago and then when things like this became a reality, they were able to grasp it. So you know, if now these other guys have decided to, to take on that market, they're not particularly telling us how they're going to battle that. Mm. Because although we may have the NBN by 2000 and fuck knows when, um, you know, 
it might actually be okay for 97% of fucking everybody here. Well, it, but it all we're depends. a tiny little, you know, place in the world. Yeah. And you know, they're not marketing this shit really towards us. It all depends on the compression rates and stuff like that. Like this, like obviously you'll need broadband, but it's depending on how they do it, it might not necessarily require super, super high speed internet. You know, they're getting better with that kind of shit these days. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. Yeah. So Good chat. If, yeah, if uh, <laughs> if anybody out there wants to put in their two cents on this topic, then it'll be interesting to continue it because obviously the fucking ridiculous conversations and, uh, and all that kind of shit's going to continue until these things are actually put on the shelves. We can trade and save and get them and then we'll be fucking laughing. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. So all I want is a decision to be made and for someone to fucking stick with it. But that's just me. Don't be stupid. No, it won't happen, will it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's not like every game that comes out on launch is not going to have a fucking 23-minute download update anyway. So, all good. <clears throat> well, that that kind of is looking like it's wrapping up the, uh, the agenda. Um, and to me, that kind of suggests that this has been episode 50. Am I right? It seems that way. <laughs> so I guess, you know, finishing off here, we'd love comments. We'd love any kind of uh, you know, input into how you think our first 50 have gone. Um, and we may or may not take that on. Uh, probably not. Um, we might, but, though. Yeah, we might. We might talk about it and laugh about it, um, and then we'll continue on. Um, but, uh, you know, it... <laughs> To me, this has been a lot of fun. If you're still listening to us, then thank you very much. Uh, we are very humbled to get to 50, um, and hopefully we can be humbled to get to the next couple um, and then beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That was, that was magic. So signing off, I'm tipping my hat to anybody listening to this. Um, I am Lucas. Well, Check thanks. us out on Drop Bear Gaming and I'll pass it on to the rest of the guys to do their closings as well. Oh, nice. sweet. Nice. Nice hosting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I suppose I could say thanks to Al. Thank you, Al. <laughs> I thought he was a regular now. Fuck. You going to come back next week? That was like a five times overlap of people talking. So that was great. And there's only four of us. Strange. I know, it's weird. Skype ghosts. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, Al, how's it? Yes. What do you think? About coming back. Oh, whatever. Just in general, what oh, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Don't be too excited. <laughs> About as enthusiastic as he was at the start. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not drunk, so... Oh, well, next time you got a drink. That's yeah. like a fucking rule. Two-thirds of us are. <laughs> and I'm just speaking about me. <laughs> I'm two-thirds of drunk. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Al. Did I not say that? No. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us, Al. You're and... welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Oh. oh, thanks for, I, for I lying. I didn't say that near creepy enough. Hang on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> that was pretty bad. 
<laughs> you can tweet us at Dropbear Gaming. You can tweet me at Matt underscore DBG if you want. I've kind of been using Twitter more and stuff. We're up to like over 450 likes on Facebook. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, do that. And then talk, tell all your stupid friends to do it as well. Yeah, and if they don't like us, they're all not worth knowing. Exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> Bit professional. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Peace. Hang on a sec. I'm going to go and fix what problem with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> This will take a while then. <laughs> oh, God. And I muted myself and everything, and I was all good, and I was like, I'm not going to talk. I'll just sit nice and silent, rub my nipples. Ooh. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's your bumper right there. <laughs>